they have zero experience working with any agency before. So they imagine in their heads, if I'm cutting you a million dollar check, like the world will just be handed to me as perfection, you know? And so it's a lot harder to to live up to the expectations of somebody that has no real grounded place of expectations. Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. We put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 lead gen strategies checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. Today, we're hanging out with Chris Stegner of Very Big Things, also known as VBT. They're a leading digital products agency, helping companies become impossible to ignore by digitally elevating their brand experiences and innovation. VBT designs, develops, and develops digital experiences for startups and enterprise clients by fusing cutting-edge technologies and techniques with innovative approach to create amazing user experiences. They're based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, with over 70 people across their offices in two countries. Chris, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you for having me. So uh, as, as our show implies, right, the Digital Agency Show, we want to get a little bit of background, a little story about your agency, why you decided to found it. Yeah. What uh, what brought you to very big things? Yeah. I'll, I'll try to keep it quick so we can talk about a couple other things. But um, I, I, was, uh, I was working at a VC fund uh, as a partner. And basically, uh, it, it was our job to invest in companies. And then once we invested, then I was kind of put in place with that that company to uh, to help them figure out, you know, what their UX strategy was, what their development strategy was, what their go to market strategy was, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, and and similar through that process, uh, we ended up realizing the biggest problem we'd run into is them building out a team. You know, we we gave them five million dollars and we'd say, here's the right, you know, uh, uh, plan. But now you need to build a team to actually go and execute on it. And uh, months later, we'd expect they'd had made significant growth and they're still just trying to hire people. Um, and then we told them, okay, well then just, you know, hire an agency. They already have the team. And uh, and the problem we found there is most digital product agencies or, or agencies you go to for like a real app or something that you'd like a real tool you'd use, you know, not just like a, a website had spun off of creative agencies and, and advertising agencies and marketing agencies and they didn't really know what it was like to build and run uh, an actual business based off of technology, and uh, and and so what what happened there is they'd say, "Hey, here's what we need built," and the agency would come back and say, "Sure, thanks for the scope. Here's the the amount that we'll charge you for it." And then they write a check, and then six months later they say, "Here's your product. Have a great day." And uh, that's just not how it works, and that that doesn't work for for startups and for companies that are trying to build technology. Uh, you can't just kind of disappear into a room and deliver something months later and expect that it works. So, 
just like any entrepreneur, uh, you see a, a hole in the market and you say, okay, well, let's fix that problem. So we, we started very big things and I've been doing this stuff forever. So I just grabbed a couple of the absolute uh, most talented folks I knew and set out, uh, as you mentioned, five years ago to create the uh, the best agency in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're continuing on that path now. Nice. So five years in, 70 people. Has it been continuous growth or has there been some ups and downs for the business? Yeah, I mean, it's it had been primarily continuous growth with one little uh, setback, little medium setback uh, uh, about seven months ago. And then we we regrew from there. So, but but other than that, it's been pretty much continuous growth. Okay. What what do you mean by you re- regrouped? Like what what happened? Yeah. So I mean, what what happened was, you know, we started five years ago. The idea was primarily to help um, startups at the time, and and we had been very successful at that. So we had had a couple of startups that came to us with you know you know a few hundred thousand in funding and. Uh, and a really uh, awesome CEO, and we had helped them to find their way to like $1.4 billion valuations and uh, and massive growth. And we just had a wow. a series of these successes, one after the other, to where we became really the the place to go, as long as you had like funding and, and the ability. And it got to the point where being extremely picky about who we were working with just because there was so much demand. And so we've, we, we found ourselves almost back in the VC shoes. Like, who would we invest in? Like, who do we spend our time with, you know? And uh, and so it would just continue growing that way based off of primarily startups where, you know, we'd work with some enterprise companies, some other mid-market companies, but uh, about 80% were, were startups, well-funded startups, but um, startups all the same. And then, as you know, about nine months ago, the stock market crashed, which was primarily rooted in tech companies, which then fell to the funding side of the world, which then fell to the startup side of the world. And all of a sudden, uh, companies that had you know $80 million one day all of a sudden found themselves saying, I've got no money today. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a bit of a, a, a hit for us just because we had so many... You know, eggs in the overall technology startup world versus more of your enterprise and, and mid-market company uh, world, if that makes sense. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. So what's the pivot been for you? Is it to diversify away from startups into some of that enterprise stuff? Or where, where are you guys headed now? Yeah, no, great, great question. So it's it's funny. We had been wanting to start moving more towards enterprise and mid-market companies for years. The, the problem is we put it internally was, it's like we were trying to get from one side of the football field to the other side of the football field. And at the other side of the football field, it was like all these great enterprise uh, amazing clients where where we'd find a lot of success with them. But the problem was like every 10 yards, you had these startups just 
throwing hundreds of dollars, <laughs> tens of hundreds of thousands at you. And you're just trying to shield them away to get to the other side. And at a certain point, you just break down and say, okay, yeah, you know, we have so much demand here. Why continue to push to, to work for the, the, the enterprise type clients? Especially because, you know, we, we found something that just worked. And, and on top of that, you'd hear horror stories from a lot of other agencies about working with enterprise clients and hear stories about it being more fun working with startups and so forth. And, uh, and like I said, we had one or two, you know, like Fortune 500 type clients that we'd had a lot of luck with and, and we'd really enjoyed our time, but we thought we were just lucky, mm. you know? And, uh, but so now to your point, when the, the market crashed and all of a sudden startups started coming to us saying, Hey, like, we don't know if we can pay our bill or we don't know if we can move forward next month or, Hey, we'll have to let you know what happens uh, with this funding round that we were sure we were going to uh, have. You know, it, it didn't take us long to say, okay, let's pivot just immediately. Like we've been wanting to do this for five years. Mm. Now we have enough of a, a track record that we, we feel it should be pretty easy to, uh, or not easy, that's not the right word. I think it's ever easy, but a lot more realistic that we should be able to start finding our way into these different enterprise companies, you know? And, uh, and we've always run the company as if we were kind of like a tech company ourselves, you know, where we believe in agile and so forth. And, and so we've run our company in the same way. So pivoting was nothing new to us. And we pivoted just really quick. And since then, I mean, in the last like nine months, we've now I'd say about 80, 90% of our client base is enterprise companies. And it's one of those things now where we can look back and say, I'm kind of thankful that the that the situation happened in the market that did happen. It mm. made for a really painful like three or four months, but it's ended up getting us into like so much better of a place. And uh, and I can elaborate on that for probably the next forty minutes. And I know we only have twenty <laughs> in total, so I'll try not to. But uh, but yeah. So now I think I, I just counted before the show. I, I think we've got like seven publicly traded companies now that we're working with. We're become their their primary design partner. And not just design, design development, innovation, uh, and transformation. And we're starting to push out now their, you know, the the Accentures and the the you know the huge companies that they've been working with. Where else they say, hey, this this is this is a whole lot more interesting. And as I'm sure you know, once you get four or five, then all of a sudden it becomes pretty easy. Um, you start showing your work, you show the testimonials that you're getting from the current clients and maybe have them speak with a couple of them and all of a sudden everybody starts flocking over and it's it's pretty awesome. So we're, we're in a good spot now. Yeah. Well, congrats on the pivot. What You said it was a painful three and three to four months. Was that just like, like increased stress? I'm sure a lot of our listeners who are not yet at the 70-person agency. It's so easy to look at the companies out there that are doing huge work or they've got these really successful founders and stuff and you think, oh, they've got it so easy, you know? Like Chris is, a, you know, he's just on easy street. He's got all the best clients, right? Like, was it was it just stressful for you? Did you have to like right-size the team over that three to four months? I mean, was there was there any sacrifices that you guys had to make in order to, to bridge that gap? Yeah, I mean, to your point... Uh... You know, you're, you, you once you once you pass the mark of a million dollars a month overhead, it, it it becomes very real. Even when things are going well, you still feel it. You still feel like, hey, whoa, this this is interesting. And uh, and I think good entrepreneurs, you just you just never think about it. You know, you just say, cool, we're 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 growing, and uh, and here's our margins, and you just kind of keep your 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 eye on uh, where things are headed. Um, so. 
It was scary. And and to your point, um, you know, revenue dropped uh, drastically there for, you know, about three to four months. Oddly, we, we thought it was going to be immediately. And we ended up having a couple of last minute projects that came in out of nowhere. Things like uh, for like the FIFA World Cup, we, we did some work. I can't describe exactly what we did, but it had cool. to be done for the World Cup. So there was yeah. like a nice timeline there. And, and we had a couple of clients that had things that had to be done. Uh, they, they had their uh, uh, lobbyists push through some laws. So also I'm like, cool, now it has to be done by the end of the year. We didn't think we were going to get this done. you know. Uh, so we had a couple of those happen to where the end of last year actually ended up being uh, really good for us. And then uh, it was the next quarter that we were expecting uh, that every, you know, the economy would have recovered and everybody would be back to just doing business as normal. In January, February, and March, that was just really not the situation. Uh, everybody's really holding off a little bit longer before things start kicking back to normal. And in those months, we were at the point where we were, you know, just burning money, just keeping the the the, the doors up and the lights on. I mean, of course, we were doing lots of work, but still, we we're we we're in the red for the first time. Uh, we had never been in the red one month for five mm. years. You know, and so just the idea of like being in the red was like terrifying, you know, and, uh, and, and yeah, but then, uh, kind of one domino fell and then another one fell and then another one fell. And, uh, and now more recently, like we dove into generative AI when that was like very first, barely starting to be talked about. And we'd been playing around a lot with it ourselves and for a couple of our clients, especially kind of in the startup world, that's kind of the benefit of that side of the world is there's a lot of cutting edge stuff we were getting in front of every single day. And uh, and so now all of a sudden it's like, cool, we not only have these, you know, Fortune 500 companies, these, uh, you know, publicly traded companies and, and, and some really large mid-market companies, but at the same time, all of a sudden we're, this whole generative AI wave is hitting. And they're all saying, where do we turn? And it's like, oh, wait, we know all about this stuff. Like, we really know about it. And it's and it's un, it's happening so fast every day now, like the, the changes that are happening. But it, it's nice to have uh, a solid bench of um, of knowledge on the topic, you know? So yeah. now all of a sudden we're, we're finding ourselves in a spot of spending four and a half years working with some, some Fortune 500s, but mostly... Uh, startups, and now we're helping some of the biggest companies in the world figure out their entire AI strategy for the future. And that's just, uh, it's fun. And something I can say that I think maybe some of your viewers would appreciate, uh, or listeners, I should say, is uh, our experience working with enterprise companies is not the horror stories you've heard. You know, it's actually been so nice. I think we're a bit of a breath of fresh air for them. And we feel it the same way. I mean, I think honestly, on on one one way to see it is that these large companies have worked with so many horrible agencies <laughs> throughout the years that their expectations are are pretty low. And then you come in as a company like ours that's that's really strive to be the best. Like we've, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, uh, if this shared, but you know, I think now we've won 130 awards, including like the the Webby Award for Top Technical Achievement. We've won the UX Design Award for Product of the Year. We've won Innovation Award. We've won Fast Company Innovation by Design. Like every big award we've won. So like we really know what we're doing. And when you take these enterprise companies that are used to just getting the you know 400th best person at Accenture. And then all of a sudden they get us, it's like, wow, you know, they, they, they really appreciate it. Versus a lot of times when you're working with startups, 
they have zero experience working with any agency before. So they imagine in their heads, if I'm cutting you a million dollar check, like the world will just be handed to me as perfection, you know? And uh, and so it's a lot harder to to live up to the expectations of somebody that has no real uh, grounded place of expectations. So we're we're absolutely loving the new relationships we're forming with the with enterprise mid market companies now. What's some advice you'd give to an agency that maybe uh, is thinking about working with big corporate, or maybe they're already working with corporate and they're struggling to to that point? Right, they're they're having a hard time with the the process or the myriad of stakeholders or. Uh, you know, some of the other challenges that happen within that corporate environment? Like what are some things that they could consider uh, that might improve that relationship? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, give, uh, I'll give some stupid advice and I'll give some probably more actionable advice. I, I, I rock climb on the side for, for exercise. And uh, when, when people often ask like, how, how do you get up that, that route there? That's, that looks really hard, you know? Two of the most common pieces of advice you hear is, you know, hold on harder. <laughs> or like don't fall you know? <laughs> and I think there's a certain amount of advice of you know just simply saying uh, make sure you're 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 doing exceptional work you know we we really started the company five years ago with the idea of just three principles uh, that we grew everything from which was uh, happy clients exceptional products and a happy team and, and the mindset being that's the only way we'd be able to grow the way we wanted to that there's no uh, no no cool marketing thing that you can say that nobody else hasn't said 400 times before, um, etc. So the only way it could really grow is just by being really good. So so I hate to say hold on harder, you know, <laughs> but I think that that often is is kind of a piece of the puzzle. Is um, you need you need to make sure that you're delivering the 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 value for the cost. And exceeding both those when, whenever possible, and and that's not always a situation of just setting low expectations and then uh, over you know over delivering on them. It's no, how do I actually really deliver massive amounts of value for the, for the amount we're charging? And um, and that could be for everybody that's charging from a thousand dollars an hour to people that are charging a hundred dollars an hour. I think you just need to always make sure you're delivering more value. But now on a more like tangible side, there's there's little hints that I've definitely found. A good friend of mine wrote a book called Articulating Design Decisions. I definitely recommend it as by O'Reilly. Tom Griever's the, the the author. And it's actually an entire book that's based around the idea of like how to explain to executives and uh, enterprise companies and so forth why you design things the way you did so that they don't just say, okay, yeah, but do it our way. You know, so there, there, there's there's some good stuff in there in dealing with kind of the politics that come around things. I personally suck at politics, so I just try to do uh, good work and be honest. That said, things that I've found definitely help is anytime in my experience that you start pointing to, you start saying things like, I thought I had the idea, you know, or or, or we think this is the best way. Anytime you start saying things like that, it, it it's very easy for it to come across subconsciously to a client as saying, we think we are smarter than you. We know better. And that's a very quick way to get divides happening. It's a very quick way to get the, the client saying, well, no, this is what I think. And then all of a sudden you can find yourselves getting pushed apart versus saying, hey, we noticed that Airbnb did this. And it seems like it worked out really well based on these statistics, you know? Oh, you know, Meta has a lot of money 
and they put a lot of time and effort into it. And this is the solution they came up with to where you're not, you're not saying, Hey, give us the credit. We're the smartest people in the whole wide world. And thus we think we're smarter than you. You're simply saying, Hey, this is what other people are doing and it seems to be working. And just simple little bits like that seem to really help in, in relationships with the clients where all of a sudden, they, Oh yeah, I agree. They, they were smart, you know, they have an endless budget. So they are smart and, and we can all agree on that. Something we've had a massive amount of success with when dealing with enterprise companies, mid market especially is doing these Google venture style design sprints. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but like it's basically taking design thinking and smashing it down into a five day sprint. So some folks at Google ventures, well, Google originally. Uh, came up with a process that worked really well. So then told them to take it to Google Ventures for everybody, every company they invested in. But it's basically you can solve any problem in the world in five days. And you basically get like, say, 90 to 95% of the best solution in a five-day period. Something that you could spend otherwise three or four years working um, and, and iterating on and pivoting on to try to get to that right solution. But what we found is even a greater benefit is the alignment it creates on a team. So usually in these design sprints, you'll have 10 to 15 people. And especially when we're working with enterprise companies, now we start saying, hey, who's everybody inside of your company that you think could end up ruining this project for you? Or like, you know, you're going to be excited about it. You want to move forward on it. And they're going to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about the technology that's going to be needed behind this. Or I don't know about the... The business, you know, that's going to, or, or the CFO says we don't have the budget for it, whatever it is, get those people in the room. And when we, when we bring in all those different personalities, which usually when they're pushing back, it's for good reasons, things that were ignored. But so when you get them all brought in the room, we do this five day workshop with them. And uh, it's hearing everybody's thoughts, hearing everybody's ideas, uh, understanding everybody's personal goals, uh, understanding everything that they think could go wrong. And then how to overcome those and, and eventually voting on pieces of everybody's different ideas to come together with one idea. So at the end of these five days, you have a new idea that's been created that is owned by everybody in the room. Like everybody's the cheerleader for that idea because they see, you know, their uh, input in it and they see that it accomplishes the things that they wanted to accomplish and that it solves for the things that they were afraid of. And it's just such a, an amazing tool to get uh, them internally all aligned to where the project actually moves forward and it has full support from everybody. So I think that's a good tool, though, that you can use too when with your agency and dealing with clients. There's a lot of the same techniques that can just be used throughout that. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, love it. Love it. Hey, agency owners. Are you looking for a strategic and reliable white-label partner to scale your agency business? E2M is the number one white label partner for digital agencies when it comes to website design, web development, e-commerce, SEO, and content writing. E2M is trusted by over 150 agency partners and has been providing white label services for the last 10 years. Their team has over 170 experts and is on a mission to help 500 agencies increase their revenue and profit margins with impactful white label services. Check out their transparent and flexible white label pricing at e2msolutions.com forward slash gurus. That's www.e2msolutions.com forward slash u-g-u-r-u-s. E2M is currently running a special discount for 10% off for your first three months. Check it out now. It's available for a limited time. 
Chris, this has been awesome, man. I, uh, I've i got some good notes, man. I got some books I want to check out after today's show. Do you have a few minutes to stick around for our lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. This time went by really fast. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, I think uh, I think slow down and take a breath. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I get insanely focused on a topic for about eight months till I am like an expert at it. And then I ditch it and move on to the next thing. And I never thought that would bring me any, you know, success in life. And it's probably helped me more than anything. Can you share an internet resource or tool that you think our listeners would find valuable? I I mean, I I would say uh, Reddit continues to always be a good source of uh, getting up to speed information. And what book would you recommend for our audience? Trying to think of not just the last one I read, but actually the one I'd recommend the most. Two books I, I would recommend. Um, one is uh, uh, Solve for Happy. Just an exceptional book on how to find happiness uh, generally in life. And uh, and then the other one, I'll go with... I know it's just because I just watched the Air movie, but Shoe Dog is such a great book. Indeed. Big fan. We will link out to Shoe Dog, Solve for Happiness, Reddit, Articulating Design Decisions, as well as any kind of back information we can get on the Google Ventures Design Sprints over at our show notes. Check them out, yougurus.com slash podcast. So if you're looking for some additional tips, takeaways, nuggets from today's episode, you'll find those all in one place. If you're out on the road or on your bike or running or whatever, Go to yougurus.com, click on podcast. If you're listening this week of, you'll see Chris's photo at the top. Click on Chris and you'll get all those those links and tips in one nice, neat package. Chris, how can folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Verybigthings.com. And then uh, feel free to always look me up on LinkedIn as well. Just Chris Stegner. And uh, yeah, I, I actually love it when people reach out and say, hey, I just heard that podcast or read that interview and uh, I just want to chat with you. And I I almost always respond. So, Awesome. Well, we will add very big things and your LinkedIn profile to our show notes page. So if you didn't have a chance to write that down, just check out yougurus.com slash podcast and you can get links out to follow Chris. Message him, become a super fan of everything that he's up to on LinkedIn and his agency's at up to at verybigthings.com. Chris, thanks so much for stopping by the program today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. What was the third position? What was the third position? We put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency.